0: Welcome to Bite Size Therapy Podcast with Dr. Brian Rosino. Dr. Brian Rosino has over 20 years of experience as a talk therapist And he uses short videos dealing with mental health issues in order to connect and educate hundreds of thousands of people. On this show, Dr. Rosino will make reference to his short clip videos and do his best to explain the mental issue reference and how it can be addressed. Dr. Rosino does not give medical advice, but hopes that he can help people understand what is going on mentally in order to go ask for clarification with their own personal mental health professional. So, Doc Raz, what do we got going on here? We're starting this
1: off with Netflix. Starting you off with a promo for Netflix and Jonah Hill's new movie, Stutz. Um, not really. I, You know, I encountered this movie the other night, and uh, uh, it's one of those things where – I tell you what, man. Um, it happens to me all the time. I, I, I – resist and avoid a movie that i see that looks like it could be interesting yeah because i don't know if i want to waste my time or spend my time on this and then i finally watch and i'm just like damn that was really good um and this was this is one of those movies uh but it's it's in the this is in the spirit of take watch two movies and call me in the morning i mean basically movies can be very therapeutic in a number of ways therapists have been depicted in movies in a number of ways and and one of the things that just sort of I want to point out is is heads around is you know the number of ways in which therapists are portrayed in the ways and how far from reality they tend to be, you know. I mean I think therapists in movies in Hollywood tend to be many people's only experience or exposure to what a therapist possibly could be. And 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 it's a shame because the number of uh mischaracterizations and and you know personal stereotypes. Agendas, lay down uh,
0: on the couch.
1: Yeah. It's Tell just me like, about your mother. Yeah. It's just like so many tropes, right? About like therapists and like kind of like how stupid and not a touch they are and like, you know, like they don't care. And they're just kind of like often used they're often like foils, uh, you know, like for somebody's um, you know, just to point out just how kind of stupid the process is or silly the process is. Um, it seems. Yeah. Um But the reality is, is that, yeah, it would be silly or stupid if that was what therapy was, but it's not. And so I want to sort of start off with a film like Stutz, because I think this is much closer to what you get when you get a good therapist. It's it's certainly not something that I want to give the impression that is how every therapist works. It's not. Um, I mean, this guy Stutz, he's definitely like he's sort of one of a kind in many ways. However, I do think there are a lot of therapists out there that have a very similar approach in terms of the way that they interact with and relate to their patients is, and they wouldn't even maybe call them patients, they would just call them clients or, yeah. you know, people that, you know, they have meetings with. Um, But a number of therapists do operate this way that's very grounded and down to earth and relatable and humane that is, I think, the most therapeutic approach to doing therapy. I mean, like you can't. I mean, like, I, I just feel like it fits for me anyway. So we're going to watch a little bit of this. I also think I also think what's really important about uh, Jonah Hill's movie here, there's a number of things that are courageous and, and important about it. But I think one of them is that we see somebody like Jonah Hill, who is his, and we've seen this more and more over the years, but this is in depth. Jonah Hill is he's a, he's a movie star. And and he's had a number of fantastic hits and he's a comedian. Young, young. And young, he's in his late thirties, mid thirties. He struggled with anxiety and panic and depression so much despite all the success that he's had. In some ways the success is sort of like it's contributed to that. And so, you know, many people, we look at these stars we look at people like Joan Hell, we think Oh, you know, he's friends with DiCaprio, you know, he's 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 making these fantastic movies. He's getting nominated for Academy Awards. This guy's living the dream. Right. And he's he's actually miserable, you know, and and this film gets into where that comes from. And the fact that when you pursue outside success, when you pursue things outside of yourself, um, it, it only gets you. It's very limited in what it provides you internally as far as sense of accomplishment, peace and contentment. Well, when you take, we'll take a look, but I want to make sure
0: when you say style doc, the The stereotype is that you go into uh, you open the door, you sit down or lay down on the couch and you just talk and somebody's recording something and they want writing you, it down, writing it down, but they're not necessarily having
1: you take action. Are they? Or give right, yeah. So th- she said, great point, Pete. Because one of the misnomers about therapy is that what it does is it provides you with this thing called insight, right? And the the insight, and that's a really a psychodynamic or analytic approach to things. It's based rooted in like Freud and Jung and these people. There's there's a place for it, but obviously, knowing uh, why you do things doesn't necessarily translate into change or making a difference in real life um for some things it can help and it it's a part it's really a part of a bigger process right um and uh not the sole you know goal of therapy yeah uh but many people stop there they stop at this place or they they do things like they turn it around on the on the client and you know they they make the client sort of uh responsible for digging deeper into their past into their history and you know only until we get to the real root of these things are we going to resolve it and that's still based in just insight it's there's mm-hmm. not a lot of action that gets taken from it and this approach is different this approach is very much in line with I think modern approaches to therapy uh that are that are based in um you know science but also common sense one of the things I like about this approach is his approach is, Look, and I'm not I'm not downing on it. there's there's not necessarily what's new about his approach is the way that he's packaged a number of concepts and a number of things that scientifically over the years we've come to know to be true, right? And he's packaged it in a way that is really accessible to people. And that's a monumental gift, okay? So the so the basis of what he's saying necessarily there's not there's a lot of things that are not necessarily new, but that's okay. Cause what he does is he brings it together in a way that's completely it's very accessible and useful to people. And that's what they want. We don't want jargon. We don't want lofty concepts, we don't ab- abstract ideas because there's nothing we can't get our hands on those. Those aren't he calls them tools. Those aren't yeah, tools because yeah. we can't really we don't know how to use them. All right, so, I can hear I can
0: hear everybody yelling, play the damn video.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> play the damn video. I'll t- stop talking. Stop, Studs. <laughs>
2: Hi Jonah. Okay, entertain me. <laughs>
1: I'm just going to start by acknowledging how odd this endeavor is, a patient making a movie about his therapist, but my life has gotten immeasurably better as a result of working with you. If it worked for me, maybe it will work for other people.
2: David shrink will say, don't intrude on the patient's process. They will come up with the answers when they're ready. That's not acceptable. They just listen. And your friends, who are idiots, give you advice and you want your friends just to listen, and you want your therapist to give you advice. You don't have to solve all their problems, but you have to give somebody the feeling that they can change right now. (laughs)
1: What's wrong, Connor? How can I make a movie where I'm talking about people being vulnerable and working on their problems and not be vulnerable myself?
2: You can't move forward without being vulnerable. Vulnerability connection to the rest of the world. You're giving out the signal to the world, I need you because I can't
1: do this by myself. I was this wildly insecure kid. The work has been accepting and feeling that it's great to be this person. are still in the struggle and in the fight of being a human just like everybody else.
2: Take action no matter how frightened you are. If you can teach somebody that, they can change their whole lives. That makes a lot of sense. This is such a great moment right now. I still wish you would stop dumping so much shit on me. This is either the greatest documentary ever made or the worst, and it's probably both.
1: <laughs> okay, great. So I will expect my royalty check uh, any day from the uh, from the marketing and the. Advertising hear those, e- hear those
0: emails. Those are the lawyers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you watch the whole thing, right?
0: You gave it to me, and I got twenty pages of notes here. And
1: um oh. dude, you like you you just dug in, didn't you?
0: Well, I mean, if we're gonna do a show, I, but it, but it was very like he said he 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 communicated it in a way that you can consume it. Like he's got a triangle, and we'll put the triangle up here. Yourself, people, and your yourself, people, body. The three levels of life
1: force he, he talks about talks about the life force yeah 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 and, and that's uh, i mean that's i mean that's basically that's basically like maslow's hierarchy but it's adapted to uh convey his concepts you know and, and and you know at the bottom of that is really like you know kind of like sleep exercise diet you know really doing things that like for your body because that's you know what is i mean that's where everything starts um but then said, also connections
0: is- being a therapist he says you have to give people the feeling that you can give them something to use right and he had the he's got these cards and he draws these things and i'm sure if we go to try to describe every little single thing i don't know if we spoil the movie or whatever but it is very actionable uh just watching the the movie that if somebody came in and said hey i just saw stuts and uh can we work on these same things with you
1: how would you deal with it i'd say sure yeah we can yeah definitely we can try that but just be be aware that like i'm not studs yep. <laughs> you know like and i'm not like you know it's not like I'm, i have a you know i'm i just learning about his approach and understanding it. but i i'd be happy to dig in with you and like you know see how this works for you and fits in your life i'm i mean that that's definitely something that we can do and I, i would i think that would be great you know he gives you something where you have the feeling of control
0: so you can take action. And he talks about writing, right? The very action of writing. We've talked about that in the past podcast, which I'm sure everybody, you tell, hey, you know, here's your homework. Write down, you know, when you wake up at night, you know, what were you thinking? You know, not everybody does that.
1: Well, I mean, almost nobody does it. I mean, <laughs> frankly. Yeah, right. People are just like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And then when it comes to it, you know, yeah. it's uh, it's it's a very human kind of dilemma. But he tries. I think he tries to to get at that a little bit with drawing pictures. He, dra- he likes to draw pictures and symbols and stuff like that to convey concepts, which is also, um, you know, that's that's great too because people tend to be very visual. I mean, we can we can sort of we can get a lot of information to a picture, much more than if we we read something, you know, but we can convey things when we draw and write. The thing is we convey things that are unconscious and they become more conscious, right? So I don't know if you've ever done any drawing or art, but I, I, I've done draw, I done drawing. I draw and I do, do some, you know, done some art in the past, but I mainly like to draw. The things that come out in my drawings, like, I don't know where they come from. You know, but it's it's always it's always a little it's really surprising, like how the things in the picture are connected to each yeah. other and connected to something that's going on inside of me. And then
0: he talks about the string of pearls and he's just drawing a circle and a line, a circle. And then he just puts a little dot in one of those. Remember what that was? Turd. 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 Each one has
1: a Turd. <laughs> Could you what does that mean? Uh I think it just means that life is messy man like you know you're going to do some stuff and it's going to there's there might be some great like it's it's his uh, it's the way that he talks about pain and he talks about um struggle you know that these are things where that's that's like the turd right that's all the bullshit that's the shit that you have to like deal with but what what that actually a lot, It also introduces the pearl, which is all the benefits or the lessons that that struggle and that pain conveys to you. And his primary idea is that pain is like, you know, you can't avoid pain and you shouldn't, you don't need to, you don't, it's not that you shouldn't want to. It's just that he reverses it. He says, you need to like, let's, we want to welcome pain because pain is actually what, what illuminates the secrets you know, to like what's out there for us, right? Pain keeps us back. But if we go through it, it actually disappears. And then once we get through it, we actually can do things that we never really thought we were able to do. And that's, you know, that's obviously what people are looking to do when they come into therapy. And the concept of the shadow,
0: can you explain Mm
1: that to me? The concept of the shadow? Yeah. Well, the shadow is basically... Huh, listen to your shadow. listen to your shadow. Well, so, and he talks about X, right? I don't I forget what he calls it. It's like its person X or something like that. yeah, yeah, and it's different from the shadow and and um person X is like or or the x factor or whatever he's calling it. I forget, but is really that that part of that that thing inside of you that tries to mess everything up, right? it's it's like actively wanting to like mess shit up for you um the shadow is different the shadow is it's it's sort of like this uh repository for all those things that you consider to be unacceptable about yourself right so whatever hidden desires or thoughts or you know feelings you have that you consider to be unacceptable those get pushed back and out of out of conscious awareness um and that where it goes is what Carl Jung called the shadow. It, it It sort of becomes this place. you know, it's still there, but it's it's a shadow. and it's so it's like it's like, you know, the description is uh, apt because they're like these dark yeah. secrets and desires and stuff like that. Reality is that we all have them, and that they, in order to be whole as a person or fully integrated, there's a level of acceptance about, look, this is you know, these are mine. Um, they are what they are, uh, and they're part of me, and I can you know use them in different ways. Uh, I can act on them or not on act on them, but they uh, they don't make me a bad person, and they don't they're not something that I necessarily have to fight with. I can actually welcome into my personality, but I get to decide whether how I behave or respond you know it's hard to uh we don't want to
0: spoil the show for people but we want to entice people to watch it it's worth the 90 minutes it, it just it is worth the 90 minutes especially yeah. uh i think Jonah Hill he ran into problems He's 13 14 overweight uh anxiety uh you know his his mother comes into the picture and uh and it was it was really kind of cool how they were tr- Nobody was trying to be defensive, but they were being defensive.
1: You know what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. a very, very uncomfortable. Very, comfortable thing. It's very, it's it's very typical. Yeah, absolutely. We can't help but like you know we want to protect ourselves, and so we have ways of doing that that are some of them are more obvious. Well, you know, one of them,
0: one of the tools that he uses, uh, and this isn't part of what Stutz was doing, but Jonah Hill said that. And a lot of people do this. Maybe even I do. Is uh, they use hu- humor, right, How,
1: to to not deal with anything real? Is that w- w- is that true? Yeah, humor is a great deflection. I mean, humor is has been. I think Freud called it like the highest coping. You know, like the best coping strategy or the most sophisticated coping strategy. And it can be. I mean, like if you if you look at like Viktor Frankl who was a concentration camp survivor. I mean, like humor was an essential part of his ability to cope with the horrors that were going on around him. There's gallows humor we talk about with, you know, that's something that's very common in in, uh, first responders or, or, you know, people in professions like mine. You develop gallows humor. It's a kind of a dark humor. It's just a way to cope with the shit that you're seeing. And it's it's the old, I got to laugh so I don't cry um, and I can still do my job. Right. You know, thing, you know, it's like if I if I didn't laugh or I didn't do something with this, it would cripple me or destroy me. And so what 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 you you end up doing is you use humor and and that that actually can become, though, something that hobbles you later in life if you're not able to address or deal with like true concerns or legitimate issues um, so that it becomes like it's like it takes over in a way so that what's what helped you previously now is now hindering you. An example that was given to me by a supervisor once was imagine you're on a life raft and you take this life raft to shore and you're on like this island and in front of you is like the fort, the woods or the jungle and you've got to go through the jungle in order to get to safety or whatever. So what you do is you take your life, life, a boat, and you put it on your back and you carry it through the jungle thinking that you're going to need it, right? And you're never going to make it through the jungle if you try to do that, right? <laughs> but that's what we do, we hold on to these coping strategies that are no longer adaptive, right? Uh, or use them in situations where they're no longer adaptive. It's funny, like Jonah Hill and I, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I the things that he said in there about his history, I can totally identify with. I mean, I was, I was overweight as a kid uh, ruthlessly teased and all that stuff it's funny though and i look at old pictures and i have an immediate visceral reaction to them it's interesting when i saw his picture uh that he showed that is one of those pictures that like he looks at he's just like he can't stand how he looks i looked at it i love the guy i'm like this guy's awesome that was a shadow (laughs) he's like this kid where like he's got like curly hair that's dyed he's got these rose tinted glass i'm like this guy's a player man i love him i think he did super bad with that at that even at that age he was just like i'm doing my thing you know which is like very cool very cool and then uh it gets a little little dark there a little bit as his brother passed
0: away and then he came and talked to the stuts and uh he took a snapshot what was the deal with the snapshot?
1: So, so like it was, it was after uh, Jonah had come in and, and uh, uh, basically Jonah looks at the snapshot of himself after, after a therapy session where he's been talking about his brother. And he says, you know, I just look, I look gaunt. I look tired. I look just sort of drained. And his therapist says you do, but it's also, you also, this is also the picture of victory. You know, you, you, you're, you went through hell and you're here, you survived it. And that's victory. You know, the strength that it took for you to go through that hell, you may look, you know, you may look tired and whatever, but that's what victory looks like. You know, victory isn't like necessarily this happy, joyful experience. It could be an experience of just surviving um, and getting through um. That's something that uh, Young talked a lot about. He talked a lot about, you know, you you need conflict and you need – we need to have conflict. We need to have setbacks. We need to have – Three aspects of reality, pain,
0: uncertainty, and constant work. Yeah.
1: People don't like that third one. Constant work? Yeah. Well, the reality is is that as human beings, like we – we wouldn't know what to do with ours. We would create work if we didn't have work. Right. We would We just make our lives difficult if they weren't difficult because that's what, because as human beings, we're like, first of all, we're, we're doers. We like to do stuff with our, with our time, but we're also like, we're also trying to always figure shit out, you know? And the way that we do that is we, we like to stir stuff up, you know? we like to create trouble um so constant work you know you could view that as something you could think of it as being an amazon delivery truck driver you know something that's grueling and you're on a treadmill and and it's unsatisfying mm-hmm. or you could view it as it's work that constantly bears fruit and it constantly reinvigorates my, me so that I, you know, so that I I have energy, I have vitality to my life. You know, I think that's the constant work though, that like he's, he's like, we're talking about going to. um. So it's a choice basically in the kind of work that you're going to be doing. Can't avoid the work, but it's the kind of work that you're
0: choosing. And the mom's in there and they're going through their, deal i don't want to get into that you know you can watch it it's but it it is interesting how they're all trying to uh it's almost like they're trying to help
1: one another it's uh there so is something something that was kind of beautiful about that moment so and, and I, maybe you're avoiding this but Stutz makes this joke at one point about banging uh his judah's mom. mom just like just like friends would do like on a playground or yeah, like yeah, at yeah. lunch or something it's like yeah well not forget. Uh, let's not forget about that time I banged your mom. I mean, he just, it was like an off-handed comment, a joke, irreverent um, type of thing I might do, by the way. <laughs> but did you have But he knows Jonah. He knows Jonah, and he and he knows like that relationship that 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 is okay in that relationship because they have an understanding, right? And so Jonah was like, Jonah saw like Stutz like take a step back for a second, and it, you know. And he's like, I'm going to tell my mom when she comes tomorrow. I'm going to tell her you said that. He's like, you're not going to tell her that, all right? And he's like, so what I'm he did was he's, I don't know what he was thinking. I think he was just sort of like, I think he was testing or something. Yeah. And and Stutz was just like, okay. So he tells his mom that. He says that uh, Stutz uh, said he had Stutz sexual relations have, with He you. wants to have relations with me. No, then he had. not or... Did you have sexual relationships with him? And and he, and and she says, Oh, believe me, he'd remember it <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> if he did. And Jonah was just like, oh. But what yeah. was beautiful about that is Jonah got taught a lesson there. You know, he's like, he's like, all right, man, Stutz was like, you can tell her if you want to, but Stutz was just like, you might not like the results. <laughs> and he didn't. He was just like, "Oh fuck, why did I say that?" Like now I got a picture of my mom with my therapist, you know. Um so it was it was it was a perfect sort of like moment where it's like I don't know. You just you sort of you do something you know you shouldn't do and and stutz he, he kind of knew he shouldn't do it and he got taught a lesson. Yeah. And he got taught a lesson in a in a you know, the world The world taught him a lesson. His mom reacted that way and he just regretted it.
0: (laughs) And I I may gloss over this point and you can add more to it, but because the thing I want to get to is talking about the maze and part X wants fairness. And I think that's where a lot of people get caught up in. Hey, man, that's not fair. How did that
1: grab you? Um, I think it's right on point. I think we get, we get very wrapped up in this idea of fairness, which is basically a human conception. I mean, the world isn't fair. Nature doesn't give a shit about fairness. It just Why? does what it does. You know, it doesn't care. It's not, I mean, that's a human idea, but we get locked up in it. Like it's like, no, that must be. And if it's not fair, then it's not, then, you know, I can't accept it. I can't, I can't accept it. And I can't, I can't behave. Uh, I can't act, despite the fact that it it was unfair. I have to like get justice, right? And getting justice can be like up here, like bashing yeah. the person or yeah. revenge fantasies and stuff like that. But it leads nowhere, and basically, it leads to a life that is meaningless or unsatisfying. Very unsatisfying at the at the most. Um, well, the so what? What the most yeah,
0: you want for, forward motion the straight, straightest point between uh two points is a uh, line and you're going in this maze and recurring thoughts that get you nowhere i thought that was uh per, per, pretty spot on
1: yeah it's a little bit like arguing with the conductor over your seat on a train and the train is leaving and you're sitting there arguing with him because you don't you think it's unfair but You all right? Well, you you don't get it. You don't get on the train at all, because you're you know, because you're so stuck on this idea of fairness. Instead, what he's saying is just get on the fucking train. You know, just get on the train and go where you need to go, right? Because because like that's just a small part of the overall picture, and that people are gonna. I mean, like unfairness is like like if you're alive, unfair things happen to you multiple times a day. You know, and it's about just you know, it's about moving anyway. That's where the strength and courage comes in.
0: Just, I hate to bring this up, but like politics and the outliers, which you, either side you're on the echo chambers, it just seems like to the say they should A, watch this
1: movie. Um, in terms of like wanting fairness and justice and stuff. Yeah. It's uh left or right. It's uh, whatever
0: the conspiracy theory is. Okay right it people get caught up in that stuff because they want it to be true but the (laughs) situation you have to go this way and you're just caught over and over and in the same same group of people toxic right yeah and it 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 gets you nowhere and it gets you nowhere it gets you away from love how about that was pretty heavy when he when stutz was talking about love Close your eyes and imagine everybody, everything in the world. I don't want to get, I don't want to describe it too much. Well,
1: basically his idea was that like, there's love, like the universe has love in it. Like there's love in the universe, whether you want it or not. It wants to be in your life. And it wants to, I mean, like love is like, wants to freely give itself to you. And all you need to do is be willing to be open enough to accept it and vulnerable enough to accept it. The idea being that like loving your, it's sort of like, it's a very kind of in some ways, it's a very biblical thing. Like, you know, loving, loving your enemy, right? Um, Now that's, of course, he's not saying that like you get walked over and you allow these people to treat you like crap. You know, he's saying that in your heart, you don't have to hate these people. You don't have an obligation to not like these people. These are people like you that are trying to make their way through the world. You can experience love and compassion for the, what the fact that they are part of the human struggle as well, right?
0: He says, do you want to be right or do you want to create something?
1: Yep. Oh. I love that. I love that. I love that. And so many people, you know, I I deal with this a lot. It really struck a chord for me, you know, in terms of like even like the endeavor like this podcast or or my book that I'm I'm writing or 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 tiktok there are many i'm i'm constantly having to work against these this narrative that nobody like your ideas are not good enough or they're not interesting enough or like or you don't know what you're doing or you, people are going to come in and point out how wrong you are and you're going to be embarrassed and look stupid and like these are thoughts that I these are thoughts and feelings that I constantly grapple with and have to like sort of like work with and tame um so that I can create so that I can continue to do what it is that I want to do um to get you know, to get to the place where where he talks about, and I think this is true. It's not so much what your plans are for life. It's which life it's life's plans for you. Like life has plans for you. Right. So like you can decide to, to have your own plans, but just be aware that if you're going to be, if you're going to force, you know, the idea of being right and, um, you know, have other people recognize that you're right, that life is going to keep moving on without you. And you're that's that's gonna be where you're gonna be stuck. You're gonna stay there and you're not gonna be able to, you won't be you won't be exposed to the power of creation, being able to create, right? Because uh Jonah, his brother passed away. I don't remember
0: when that was, but that was when he was in a in a pretty big funk. And I believe he talks about the cloud. And, you know, he was talking about an airplane. You go into the clouds and then you go up into the sun, no matter how bad, you know, the storm is. And he talks about the grateful flow. You know, imagine the worst thing that is ever going to happen to you. And but you will still exist.
1: Is that how it went? Yeah, I mean. So, like, Jonah, I think it was a pulmonary embolism that, like, got his brother. And his brother was, uh, you know, uh, it was very sudden. It was yeah. very unexpected. It was, like, one of these things. It was, like, a lightning strike, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and that just devastated him, you know? Um, so, and, and, and I can relate to this because I lost my brother, you know, my brother. Right, uh, right, right. From suicide. And... You know where the, so one of the things I'm always like you know they're just you know you you got to challenge these ideas you got to ask the hard questions so I was sort of like yeah well oh these are this sounds really good you know like but what if somebody loses their kid like what if their kid dies because I have kids like yeah, yeah and I've always said like if if one of my kids dies I I, I don't know if I can I don't know if I could survive that you know um, and I was actually I actually got his book too um, but he reminded I'm, I was reminded in the book because they write about this. Victor Frankl, like, like if you want somebody who has authority on this issue to tell you or to demonstrate to you that this actually, you can move on from this and you can still live a, a life that is, uh, has creativity. It has, has contentment Look at Victor Frankl. He's a concentration camp survivor. He was in four different concentration camps. He was enslaved and he survived those, he got through it and he got through it. Like, you know, with, his sanity, while his mother was murdered, his father was murdered, his brother was murdered, and and one of his best friends, I think, it was his best friend was murdered. I mean, you want to talk about loss. So he was able to, but the way that he got past this was using many of the, some of the principles here. Stutz is talking about, and that was helpful because, you're like, you do need somebody of authority to, like, you need you need to have example, like. I, I want to see like real examples of people who like use this and dealt with like real tragedy, you know, not that losing your brother isn't a real tra- tragedy, but you know, for me, the ultimate tragedy is losing a child. So yeah. that was uh, I
0: believe, loss processing, uh non-attachment and he gets into something where uh, be willing to lose everything that you're eventually going to, go into the sun and burn up (laughs) like wow that's pretty
1: (laughs) that's very motivating thank you stutz yeah i mean we're all gonna die (laughs) the minute you're born you started dying so we're all gonna die you're gonna die nobody gets out alive
0: (laughs) but it's a we're we're talking about this because we want you to watch it and you have to see the whole thing. We're we're not doing any justice to this at all, except these concepts that maybe people watch it, they hear what we talk about, or they watch us on YouTube and they, you know, say, "Hey, man, comment here, comment there." Uh, yeah,
2: I'd and- be
1: interested. People try try the techniques, or if they read the book, or yeah, yeah, any feedback that people have on this, I think would be you know great to hear. And it was, you know, the, they're trying to give a gift, you know, the gift
0: of the experience through the therapy that they got, they want to, you know, pay it forward, share the experience, have other, other people do it. And I think that's good for other therapists to watch that, you know, to hone their, their craft. And I don't know if it's just dealing with kids, teens, or I, I think it's, you know, all ages, so it seems like a lot of the problems that everybody has, you know, kind of falls into these areas here. So
1: Netflix. Yeah, and and well, let me tell you, I mean, here's something that's like super important about this approach and, and one that he talks about, which is, and I don't I don't know how much airtime it's given in general for therapists, but therapists get become can be afraid of their clients, and they can be afraid of I mean, it can be very daunting when a client comes in and they tell you, I mean, like imagine, imagine a client that comes in and says, uh, you know, I lost my child and I can't get over it. And I, I don't know what to do. I mean, that's fucking intimidating, man. So, you know, you got therapists who will run from situations like that or they'll do things to sabotage that that relationship because they can't handle it because they just feel too much it's either it can strike a personal issue for them or it just feels too overwhelming and too much and what stutz does here i think is very important he 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 basically says no 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 this is not this is not about you fixing their problems this is about you guys together going on embarking on a process to find the things that work for them or find where the fear is and to get past it and to cope with it's not. So the answer is like, you don't have to on high sort of hand them down as the authority figure. No, you're with them on the ground. You're both on the same team working together. To me, that's a much more sustainable approach.
0: And they both lost brothers. Mm -hmm. And Stutz has Parkinson's spoiler. (laughs) And he's got Parkinson's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I mean that's I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but it's like spoiler, watch this first, and then you know, let's I think that would be interesting to chat afterwards. Use all your burner profiles out there, social media, ask your question. <laughs> <laughs> but no, doc, that was a good find, man. That was a good find. And what's kind of funny is when you pass any of these things on, <laughs> they take it, it's almost like uh in the MD world, when a chiropractor comes around, <laughs> oh, you can't do that. That's not,
1: that's not how I was taught. That's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, maybe. Well, you know, that's the thing, though, right? That's exactly the the those are. I mean, to use his word, forces that uh, we're all up against, which is you can't. Right. You're not allowed. Wrong. You're going to you're going to do something terrible, something you're going to, you're going to regret this terribly. If you do it, I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe, but like when shit's not working, why do you keep doing it? Why would you do the same thing? That's not working. Right. Because it's a great subscription model. I keep making money. Yeah. Right. And feeling unfulfilled. I'm not being able to sleep because I'm, Anxious and feeling like a fraud, you yeah, know, yeah, and trying yeah. to trying to pretend like I'm confident when I'm not. Right. I mean. Who wants to do that? Not have me. You put it on YouTube, I'd rather, hey, man, I'd rather I'd rather be uh, uncredentialed than have to do that. I mean, seriously, it's not a profession I'd want to stay in. Yeah. If that's what I had to do, you know, because it makes no sense. Especially if it's not helping.
0: Yeah, it's uh, always have an open mind. Nobody is right. What's best for the client? <laughs> keep keep putting band-aids on things or, you know, trying to correct. And that's kind of what Stutz is doing. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, try these things. I think they'll help. I think there could be a mm-hmm. possible end game. And let me check up on you going forward.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not like he doesn't build in a feedback mechanism. I mean, it's like constant. Yeah. There's constant feedback happening. He's not saying yeah. go do this, and then you know, bye. Not being a, being, he's being accountable. He's accountable for everything that he's saying. I wonder if Stutz is still around.
0: It's a good question. I might, I, reach out. I might reach out to him and have him reject me. That'd be
1: great. <laughs> <It'd> be awesome. <laughs> I'm sure he's not getting any any, any requests at this point. He's got bigger.
0: He's got bigger things, man. But, Bl- but, see, there's that talk. <laughs> there's that talk. <laughs> well, he does have Parkinson's, man. That's a. You had to take huh? a nap in the thing. I get it. It's he, yeah, when he says he that scene when he first realized that he got it. He went to bed on a Friday and woke up on a Monday.
1: Yeah, could you imagine? Oh God, hopefully. Like, Doc, you have a
0: good Thanksgiving, man. Love you, brother. You too.
1: Uh, Enjoy I, your turkey.
0: I heart you very much. I repre I appreciate you. I'm very thankful for you. Thank you, Pete.
1: I appreciate you too. In all, in all truth. Yeah.
0: All honesty. I, yeah. And we appreciate our listeners and viewers out there. All Absolutely, man.
1: Absolutely. We want to hear what you have to say too. Uh, even if you disagree, I mean, disagree, please. Yeah. Uh, we want to know what you think. Blame Pete. <laughs> Blame Pete. Bye. Bye guys. Blame Pete. <laughs> Amen.